Are you in need of family law legal services? Contact fathermatters.org. Our purpose is to provide free legal assistance services to fathers and their families. Remember, you have the right to see your children, and no parent can take that right away from you. Being responsible financially for your children is required by law, but even parents without financial means have the right to see their children. Don't let a legal matter stop you from being an excellent and involved parent. For more information about free family law legal services, log on to fathermatters.org. That's fathermatters.org. This is the Father Matters Show with your host, Vance Sims. Father Matters is committed to building stronger, healthier communities by supporting, encouraging, and enlightening today's fathers and families. And now, your host, Vance Sims. Welcome to the Father Matters Show. I'm your host, Vance Sims. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you're having a great week. I hope you've had a great weekend. We've been getting calls and emails for the last couple of months because, as you know, all summer long, we were featuring a lot about family law and divorce and separation and child support. And the phones have been ringing emails just been coming in from all over the country. And I knew I had to share this next segment, what I'm going to do with you. It's Pamela Donison of Donison Law Firm. Let me give you her website address right now, and I'm going to give you her Phoenix phone number right now. Okay. Matter of fact, she has a toll-free number, but I'm I'm going to give you the Phoenix number, okay, because you will have a lot of questions after this. And you know what? I'm telling you right now, we're going to have a part two. So what you don't get answered or she doesn't cover this week, she's going to cover next week. This is a live recording when Pamela was one of our keynote speakers at the Father Matters 5th Annual Court and Custody Conference. She came and brung... Thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars were for free information, but we have it here for you right now. And because the calls that we've been getting, people were asking things about my rights and what happens if this, if the child's mother or the child's father want to relocate, different things like that. She is not only an awesome family law attorney, she's she's a friend. She's a community partner. She's been keynote speaking at uh, the Third, fourth, and fifth, at least the fourth and fifth. Yes, the third, fourth, and fifth annual court and custody conference. So, again, here's her email, her website, donisonlaw.com. That's D as in David, O N I S O N law.com. Donisonlaw.com. Her phone number in Phoenix is 480-951-6599. I'm going to plug it again at the middle of the show. So if you didn't get it just now, don't worry about it. During the commercial break, we're going to plug it again. So what she's going to cover here is the myths and mysteries of family court. Jeremy, let's cue that up. If you would like to have a result that is above the minimum standard then in general, you're going to have to come up with some manner of settling your disputes with your spouse. So we want to always keep in mind that the law is there to protect that lowest common denominator who cannot resolve their issues, who don't have uh, either the ability or the will to resolve their issues. So the court can only do so much, and they can only apply the law. And that's why it's sometimes 
I would say most of the time, a lot better to resolve your disputes on your own. So my practice, uh, I opened my office in uh, early at the beginning of 2006, so um, my practice has been around for over 10 years now, and we really focus our energies on peaceful dispute resolution. So either doing it yourself, coming up with agreements, and we assist you in preparing your documents, or through mediation, or through a collaborative practice. If you are interested in litigation, and you want to experience it firsthand, (laughs) which I can't recommend, but if you want to do that, we know a lot of wonderful colleagues who would be happy to help you uh, take your your issues to court and uh, litigate the heck out of it, and... um, My personal preference is that you don't follow that path. Um, So we're going to talk today about your legal dollars and common sense, how to make those dollars move further down the line versus spending a whole lot of money on a whole lot of nothing. So one of the things that can happen, and I don't really know where you are right now, but you should be on slide three. Um, One of the things that can happen in uh, a a litigation process or a divorce process is that sometimes you get derailed. And so you may um, think, well, you know, I got this good advice and I really want to get everything that's mine or that's coming to me or that I might be entitled to. And in doing so, you may derail your own process. And I say that because there's a common saying, would you rather be right or would you rather be happy? (laughs) And sometimes being right is just not worth it. Good, thank you. So we're going to talk a little bit about being right versus being happy. And we're also going to talk about the myths and mysteries that go into family law cases. Um, And I know that there are a lot of common misconceptions. People believe... um, some things that maybe, you know, urban legend, they've heard it on the street, a neighbor went through a divorce or had a paternity action, and so on. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how to choose an attorney. We're going to talk about um, the cost comparisons between litigation and mediation. And we're also going to talk about the process, some do-it-yourself resources, and then um, how to keep the peace a little bit in, in the family. So first of all, we're going to talk about myths and mysteries. And um, I, how many of you here um, are in the process of a paternity or dissolution action? Any of you? Okay. <laughs> um, how many of you are here as attendees? Okay, so there's just a handful of you. And it looks like the rest of us are faculty or, or staff. <laughs> um, so for those of you who are, who are here as attendees, I'm going to just walk through some common myths, so that if there's a question in your mind, maybe I'm answering it. If there's a question in your mind that I'm not answering that is of a general nature, please raise your hand and I'm happy to answer your question. So we're going to start with the first question, the first myth. Um, So your kids can choose which parent they live with when they turn what age? 12? Does anybody think 12? Okay, how about 16? Okay, got a couple for 16. How about 18? Okay, a couple for that. And how about 21? Okay, well, the answer is 18, because in Arizona, 
the age of emancipation is 18 years, or when your child graduates from high school if it's up to age 19. So while some parents say, well, my kid's 12 and very mature, and he or she can decide where they want to live, that's not the case. And a, any judge will stand up and say, yes, your children can choose where they live when they're 18 and they are no longer under your care. So that's one of the most common myths. My kid wants to live with mom or dad and they get to choose. Well, no, they don't. And we don't want to put kids in the middle, making them have to choose. We don't want them to have to choose between mom or dad. We want them to have a relationship with both. So our next myth is if I move out of the house, then I've committed abandonment. And is it of my property? Does anybody think you've abandoned your property if you move out? How about of your children? Have you abandoned your kids if you move out? You might think so. Um, how about your spouse? Have you abandoned your spouse if you move out of the house? Does anybody think so? Okay. And how about your doggy? <laughs> Have you abandoned your doggy if you move out? Probably none of the above. So in Arizona, we don't have abandonment unless there's been a long-term uh, um, gap between your parenting time. So in general, we look at if it's six months or more with no contact whatsoever, um, a parent can say, well, you know, they're, they've abandoned. But it's not that simple, and there's a whole process to prove that that parent is no longer uh, involved in the child's life. But in general, if you move out of your house and you leave your stuff there, you're not abandoning it. You still have the right to that property if, it, if it's uh, part of a marital community, or you have a right to it if, if you brought it into that residence. Um, you're not abandoning your spouse because we don't have spousal abandonment uh, on our uh, statutes in Arizona. And our dogs are, while some of us, like me, consider you know, the dog to be part of the family, in, under Arizona law, dogs are property. So you're not abandoning your property if you leave your home. Does anybody have any questions about that? Okay. The next myth is if I tell the judge what my spouse did wrong, the judge will punish him or her. So is this true? Is that true? Does anybody think so? Is it false? Okay, a lot of people think it's false. How about if it's in, in if there's an affair, will the judge punish your spouse? No? Okay. And what about if you're a bad parent? Probably not? Okay. So that's, all of these things are, are false. Um, there's, there's no punishment in family court. Now, it may feel like there's punishment sometimes, and there are some remedies that may be applied, for example, if child support isn't paid, um, or if you've squandered some community assets, there may be consequences and, and there may be some remedies that are applied to that. But in general, there's no punishment in family court. It's not a punitive court. It's not a criminal court. So we're not looking to punish either party. We're really looking to come up with a fair solution for the entire family. So next up, we have, if I don't see my kids, I don't have to pay child support. Does anybody think that's true or accurate? Because it's not. So your, your obligation financially to your children has very little to do with how much you see your children. 
with a little bit of an explanation. So our child support statute says that when we look at what the the child support obligation might be for a family, it's the gross incomes of both parties. And one of the factors is your parenting time. So the more parenting time you have, the court believes that you would also be supporting your child. So if if two parents share 50-50 parenting time with their children, the presumption of the statute is that both parents are contributing to clothes and uh, sports equipment and things like that. So that's the only impact that your parenting time has on your child support. But even if you don't see your child at all, ever, you still have a financial obligation to support that child. The reason is the state of Arizona does not want to be supporting your child. So in our next myth, if I want to relocate, my kids can come with me. Is this true? Anybody think that's true? Is it false? Think it's false? Okay. And maybe. Anybody think it's a maybe? I think you're right. I think it's a maybe. So sometimes people want to relocate out of state and, um, you know, maybe they've gotten a promotion, but only if they move to Atlanta. Or maybe they're going to get a a better position, but they have to now travel and they're going to be based out of California. Or maybe um, there's other circumstances. Uh, Their parent became ill and they want to go home and take care of mom or dad. So there's a variety of circumstances, and how uh, impactful those are really depends on the entirety of the circumstances of the family, and at the, at the final analysis, it's the best interest of the children. So is it in your kid's best interest to move to Atlanta, a long way away from Arizona where the other parent is? Or is it better for them to remain in Arizona? Now, our courts are pretty protective, and they like to see uh, children staying intact with both parents. And very often, if a parent wants to relocate, they're, of course, allowed to. You're, You're allowed to move wherever you want to, but not taking the children with them. So their parenting access then would be on school holidays, uh, during winter break, and so on. So you can relocate, but whether or not you can take the children with you is up to the court, usually, to determine whether it's in the children's best interest. You're listening to the Father Matters Show with Vance Sims. Today's guest is Pamela Donison of Donison Law Firm. Pamela was one of the keynote speakers at the Father Matters 5th Annual Court and Custody Conference. She's covering the myths and mysteries of family law cases. I want you to contact Pamela at her, at her office. Her phone number is 480-951-6599. If you're going through relocation, situation or issue, if you're going through uh, divorce, anything that you're going through. And I want you to visit her website because she, she covers premarital agreement, divorce and separation, uh, mediation services. She does estate planning, probate and trust administration, uh, document pepper preparation. She does a whole lot more than just represent people in court. I want you to go to her website, donisonlaw.com. That's D O N I S O N 
L-A-W.com, DonisonLaw.com. Just before we get back into the show, all you men out there, I want you to mark your calendars for October 19th for our Father's Mentoring Father's Workshop. This will be the last one for the year of 2016. And we have been having awesome turnouts throughout the whole year because, you know, November and December is Thanksgiving and Christmas and we are wore out. We have just been all over this state this year. But I want to thank everyone, all the supporters, all the sponsors, all the locations that allow us to host workshops and had us had me come out and do keynote speaking addresses. So we will be October 19th. Uh, in our South Phoenix office, go to fathermatters.org for more information about our Father's Mentoring Father's October 19th workshop. It's our last workshop, and it's free. And if you have not yet partnered with Father Matters, would you please consider becoming a Father Matters partner? The Father Matters show is listener supported and all Father Matters programs and services are free to the community because of your generous donations. For more information about donating to Father Matters, log on to fathermatters.org and click the donate to Father Matters icon. With the holiday seasons coming up, uh, uh, you know, donations, everything really, really drops. But to continue on having these awesome radio shows like we have today with Pamela Donison from Donison Law Firm, um, all the other great interviews that we have and all, you know, to keep the radio show going and to the outreach programs and the services. Uh, if, you, if you're just tuning in, you can catch the top of the show at fathermatters.org. Also catch the Father Matters show nationally every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time by logging on to blogtalkradio.com or catch our archive shows anytime worldwide at soundcloud.com. But because of your generous donations, we can continue on having all these different outlets, free workshops and services to the community. Uh, basically, we, we, bring, we are bringing a court and custody conference to you right now for free. So I want to get right back to that. We have Pamela Donison of Donison Law Firm. And I'll again, at the end of the show, I'll plug her phone number and plug her website. Get in touch with Pamela. Visit her website. You know, spend some time. Her services, she has useful links. She has a library. She has a blog. All this stuff is available on her website. So again, Pamela Donison, she's covering the myths and mysteries of family law cases. Jeremy? Sometimes there may be an agreement between the parents. So, for example, um, we have been working with a family for uh, probably close to a year. Um, Last year, mom relocated to Oregon, and um, she talked to dad about it, and dad said, you know, I, I don't feel comfortable with you taking the kids there because this is kind of a new venture for mom. So she wasn't really sure how things were going to work out there, but she wanted to move. So a little bit later, it seemed like mom's situation was pretty good. Dad was able to get a job offer in Portland, and so he moved also. So that in that circumstance, the family stayed intact, and dad was okay with mom relocating with the kids because he was going to be there too. In other circumstances, maybe mom has a business here and dad wants to move to Kentucky. Well, mom can't just get another job if she owns a business here. So there's lots of circumstances and factors that go into relocation. It's a very complex issue, and people feel very passionate on both sides of it. You know, the person who wants to move really, really wants to move, and the person who wants them to stay really, really wants them to stay. Because when we have a relocation, there's no halfway point. So if you're moving to Kentucky, we're not going to move the kids to Missouri, right? So you've, you've got to keep those kinds of things in mind. Any questions about anything so far? Okay. 
So next up, we have Arizona is a father's state. Is this true? No? Is it false? You think it's, you think it's false? Okay. Um, how about it depends? Is it maybe fathers, maybe? How about it, is Arizona a mother's state? You think so? Everybody thinks it's a mother's state? Okay. Um, I would submit that we are probably, in the scheme of the country, um, considered to be a father's rights state. And at the same time, I think our judges do a really good job of making us a kid's rights state. So um, when you are standing in front of someone uh, in court, I feel pretty comfortable that our judges are neither um, in favor of moms or in favor of dads. They're really in favor of kids and what's going to be best for kids. Sometimes that may look like it's in favor of dad or in favor of mom. It may look like that, but I think um, the idea has been very solidly um, expressed by the court that their real interest is in raising healthy kids, uh, kids who are well, um, well-developed, kids who are um, getting enough input from both parents, kids who have access to all the services and things that they would have had were the parents together. So sometimes, as I said, it may look like it's leaning to dad or it may look like it's leaning to mom, but our courts are pretty adamant that both parents should be involved, and that's why joint legal decision-making is the presumption, meaning that's going to be your default, um, and so when a judge is addressing these issues, they're trying to determine the best interests of the child. It's not an infallible system, but I think uh, the idea that we are either a mother's or father's right state is too simplistic. Let's put it that way. So on to our next myth. Uh, my business isn't worth anything because without me, it's, it just would go away. So that seems like a logical thing, right? So is that true? Is it false? Some people think it's false. How about only if your business is being a superhero? Because if you're a superhero, obviously your cape is not going to fit everybody. But most of us are not superheroes. And our courts and our legislature has determined that if you own a business and you are dividing that with your spouse, assuming it's a community-owned business or that there's a community interest in the business, then there's a value to it. Even if you are uh, a sole practitioner like I am, um, or even if you have a business that is consulting, there's some value to it. And the reason that there's considered to be value is because it's bringing you an income. So just be aware if you own a business, even a small business, that is part of your marital estate, and probably the value of that needs to be divided. So next up... My 401k is all mine because I'm the only one that contributed to it. I'm the one that put all the money in it. It's mine, right? Is this true? No. <laughs> A lot of people are shaking their heads no, and that's right. So any sort of retirement funds that were contributed to during marriage would be community property. So again, this is an asset of the marriage and would need to be divided if you're having a divorce. If you were never married, then... Your 401k or your IRA is yours, and the other person's IRA or 401k is theirs. Okay. I took all the money <laughs> from the bank account, and I put it in my own account, right? 
seems like a logical thing to do, and it just has my name on it. So now that's my money, right? True? <laughs> She's shaking her head, no. You're right, it's not true. And the reason is because if I shift this marital property from over here to over here, it's still a piece of paper. It, nothing changed. Just because a different name is on it or it's in a different location, it's still paper and it's still part of the marital community. So just removing funds from a bank account, which I do not recommend, by the way, because sometimes people get really, really sensitive about that. Um, if you're going to take money from a bank account, what you're entitled to is half. And you're perfectly entitled to half of it. But if you empty a bank account, I think you can count on having a fight come your way. <laughs> so that's my recommendation. Don't empty the accounts unless the two of you have agreed on it. So next up, we never got along. So our marriage should be annulled. Is this true? False? I see a lot of nods. How about if you were only married you know, in a leap year like this year? Does that matter if it's just like February 29th was the day you got married, so it's not actually valid? I don't think so. I think it's actually valid. <laughs> so annulment is a very difficult bar to reach. A lot of people um, have the idea that, well, we didn't get along, or you know, from day one, we even started fighting on the honeymoon. Well, that's not really a basis for annulment. So keep in mind. That was Pamela Donison from Donison Law Firm. Reach out to Pamela at DonisonLaw.com. Reach out to her by phone at 480-951-6591. We will be back next week for part two of Pamela. She's covering the myths and mysteries of family law cases. Thank you again for listening to the Father Matters shows. Thank you to my engineer, Jeremy Siegel. Tune in next week, okay? So we'll see you next week at the same time, same place. Have a safe week. Thank you, and God bless.